right, welcome back to Big B Sports Talk. Uh, again, this is Brian Hanley. Got my guy, Tannen Smith, Kentucky Calvary here. How's it going, man? Pretty good, man. I appreciate you having me on. No problem. I found you, my man, on TikTok. We kind of went back and forth a little bit, um, grew a little respect for each other. I mean, it's tough when you're dealing with, you know, Louisville and Kentucky, man. Right. Yeah, we had, I mean, we had tons of interactions, uh, you know, over the last few months on TikTok and stuff, especially just uh, like you'd pop in my live or you'd leave a comment on a, a video and, you know, we'd have a little little debates here and there. But yeah, I think right. that mutual mutual respect definitely got developed because I feel like we we realized we know what we're, each other is talking about. Like, you know what you're talking about. I feel like you think I know what I'm talking about. So it's it's good, healthy debate. Absolutely. And that's the thing. I mean, this rivalry is always nuts to begin with. Yep. And when you talk to people, look, fan is short for fanatic. So when you talk to people, and I can be that way too, you know, I oh, dig yeah. in, you know, when it comes to Louisville, but at some point you just got to realize, you know, hey, it is what it is. Truth is truth. And let's start dealing with truth. Yeah. So as we talk about it, tell me your aspect, because you don't live in Kentucky. You didn't grow up there, right? No, I didn't. I mean, it was it was basically my second home, but uh, I grew up in Georgia. I've always lived in Georgia. Um, my dad's side of the family is all from Kentucky. So going up there, visiting family and stuff as a kid, it was, like I said, basically my second home. And then, uh, yeah, I get asked that question all the time. People are like, how did you become a Kentucky fan living in Georgia right. your whole life? Uh, but, you know, me and my dad would just watch the – we would just watch the games growing up. Uh, you know, he was yeah. super into it, and that was kind of just like um, our bonding, I guess, was, was through – watching sports together so um so that that's how that's how the obsession with Kentucky began and then now I've surpassed him I'm I'm like way more <laughs> into it than he is so absolutely yeah. I got you I, I'm the same way I mean I grew up in Louisville uh well, actually just across the river I mean I was born in Louisville my whole family lived there uh I lived in it's cities Jeffersonville I mean literally it's 10 minutes from the campus <laughs> so it's how far I lived away so I, but I also get, you know, Kentucky's kind of a national brand. As much as it makes me vomit in my mouth to say that, it is a national brand. So I understand there's fans from Kentucky everywhere, man. It's just the way that it is. Just the right. way that it is. Right. So digging into this rivalry a little bit, look, it, it seems to have its ups and downs from time to time. And right now, Kentucky is literally just beating the snot out of Louisville in both basketball and football. I mean, it's not pretty. Uh, I mean, it's it's ugly on our side. We're coming up with tons of excuses on why. It really just comes down to Kentucky has better players than what Louisville has right now, and they're they're putting their best foot forward and just mashing us into the ground. Well, a lot of it, in my opinion, is consistency through coaching. I mean, if you look yeah. at both Coach Stoops and Coach Calipari, they've been at their respective job. Both of them have been at Kentucky for over a decade. So when you have that consistency, like Louisville is now on their third coach in the last decade and yep. in football or in basketball, and then now in football as well, their third coach in the last decade. So I think that the, the consistency in coaching is the reason why we've been able to kind of stay dominant in in both rivalries in both sports just I think just because of the like I said that consistency so I think you know if you look at the football rivals rivalry especially there's there's historically you know we'll go on a run we'll we'll, we'll win a few in a row and then you guys will win 10 in a row or something and then we'll right. win six in a row and then right. it, it's with the football rivalry it's it's kind of all over the place um, correct and then with the basketball rivalry you know Kentucky's just historically 
one of the top three programs. So it's like, but Louisville was right up there, you know, and I think you guys will get back to that, honestly. Well, the and you're right about the coaching consistency. Look, Louisville was a model of that for 50 years. Right. And then once all the nonsense started to happen, then all of a sudden the, the coaching starts changing and the program has hit the skids. And I would say this is literally like rock bottom. Uh, I don't. I literally don't see how it can get worse than this, other than we have to forfeit the two games that we won this year, <laughs> and we win no games all season. <laughs> right. But moving from that, on, on football, it's kind of, you're exactly right, it's the same thing. It's like consistency, man. And one of the things, as far as what I think Kentucky has done a good job of, is Stoops has made Kentucky his destination job, where both of the programs previously were stepping stone jobs to somewhere. Or they went to Kentucky, the coach sucked, and they fired him. They they went to Louisville, the coach sucked, and they fired him. You know, once they started getting some success, the coach at Kentucky stayed. The difference with Louisville, when, you know, we got success, we built the program, and then Charlie Strong got there, (laughs) and you're thinking, okay, this guy, we want him to be here. He's having a ton of success. The program's skyrocketing, and then he leaves. Right. That is the problem. Louisville finally has a guy now in Brom that I believe, number one, I know he wants to be there, but this is his destination job and not a stepping stone job. Right. I think that's extremely valid as well. I, I You know, people ask me, a lot of Louisville fans ask me, like, what do you think about Brom? Like, do you think he's going to turn Louisville around? And I don't think it'll be an instant thing like a lot of people might be expecting, but I think it'll be kind of similar to what happened with Kentucky where it was like, we were really struggling, and then we get a guy in there. We got lucky with Stoops. You know, Stoops could have left multiple times. There's been multiple yeah. occasions where he could have gone and taken another job, but I think he realizes, like, hey, I got it made here. I'm, made, I'm a top-five paid coach in the SEC to go, and and my expectation is to just make a bowl every game or every year. So, um, like, to us, you know, I grew up watching Kentucky win two games every year. So it's right. like, for me, build the guy a statue. Give him a lifetime contract. I don't <laughs> care. Like, that's, that's great for me. Like, I'm not – I don't need to win the national championship in football. But with Louisville, I think if Brom sticks around and he's there for a while, I mean, I wasn't, me personally, overly impressed with what he did at Purdue and stuff, but he had them, he did okay with them, you know what I mean? So I think I think he'll be fine. I think he'll get, he'll, he's definitely an upgrade from Satterfield, so. Well, I mean, I've said this from, from the day that Satterfield took the job, I didn't think he fit in. And yeah. then once he started, the, the, the next year he tried to get another job. I'm like, he yeah. doesn't want to be at Louisville. I think he took Louisville's job because it was a Power 5 job in an ACC conference, which was close to where he was from, so he took the job. But I don't think it was a job that he really wanted, but you're not going to turn down a Power 5 job, and you're not going to turn down Power 5 money. So and it was a lateral move. He laterally moved to Cincinnati. Like, exactly. I don't, like, I don't feel like Cincinnati is – like it's not like he took a better job. He kind of no. just – he kind of was just like, well, I'm tired of Louisville. I'm just going to go to Cincinnati. And he did Louisville a favor because Louisville didn't have to buy him out. And they oh, finally yeah. got the coach that they wanted because Louisville's wanted Brom for forever. Oh, yeah. So earlier this year, Cal and Stoops got into a little bit of a rift. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Cal wants new facilities. Look, I, I don't understand why they won't build him what he wants at Kentucky. To me, it's mind-boggling, but – Oh, yeah. That's another conversation for another day. <laughs> and he said Kentucky is a basketball school. First off, he's 100% right. I mean, I mean I'm 47 years old. I've followed this Louisville-Kentucky rivalry 
Kentucky is a basketball school, and everybody knows that. Now, did he need to say that? Probably not. And I think he's a little fed up because football has been getting pretty much everything that they wanted. And basketball, he's having to, you know, fight this, fight that. And they got into a little tussle. Tell me your perspective as far as a UK fan, what you think about that, what happened, why it happened, and how they move forward. I personally think the whole basketball school versus football school argument is so stupid. Like, I don't understand why we want to put ourselves in, like, a little box and be like, oh, we, like, the football program, fans are excited because the football program is the best it's ever been, literally, in in its existence. This is the best Kentucky football has ever been on a consistent basis. So, obviously, fans are excited about that, and, you know, it just so happened to align with a period of time where the basketball program is hasn't been doing great over the last few years. So it's right. like fans are like, oh, well, the football team is doing better than the basketball team, relatively speaking. And so I'm enjoying the football team more. So that there was already a rift before the Stoops and Cal beef. There was already a rift in the fan base between, oh, we're a football school or we're a basketball school. Cal was frustrated that he's not getting what he wants in terms of upgraded facilities. He thinks it's hurting his recruiting and, you know, all this different stuff. And Coach Cal is notorious for not being able to control what he says. Like, the dude just says what's on his mind, and he deals with the repercussions later on. Um, So, personally, I thought the whole debate was stupid. I wasn't mad at Cal. I was just like, why did he say that? And then at the same time, Stoops – I mean, Stoops – it's very uncharacteristic of Stoops to like buy into that type of thing, but he he was contributing to the conversation as well. He put out a Dude. tweet, so it was like that was uncharacteristic of Stoops, and it's like, what are we doing? Like, why why can't we? We're we're all on the same team here. So, right. uh, I was I was frustrated with the whole situation, and our fans are now even still like there's a divide of fans. Like there's Kentucky football fans who just won't watch basketball, and then vice right. versa, and. Um, it's frustrating, and I, I understand, you know, to the outside, it's like, oh, Kentucky's a basketball school. Like, clear, like historically, absolutely. But Alabama is arguably the best team in college basketball right now. They're a football school. So it's like, should should they be like, oh, well, we're not a basketball school, so who cares? No, like they're, they're – right. it's possible to be good in two sports. So I uh, – Absolutely. I, I hate that conversation. I hate, I hate trying to put ourselves in a little box about, oh, we're a football school. We're a basketball school. How about yeah. let's just do good in both? How about absolutely. that? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great point about Alabama too because I don't even think it's arguably. I think by far this year they are the best team. They should be number one. College basketball. They're, they're better than Purdue. I, I don't care what anybody says. They're the best I agree. team. I agree. Um, so moving on with, with Cal and Stoops, look, I was a guy when Stoops got the job. I mean, I was around um, Mike Stoops. I played at K-State, and so Mike Stoops was was the defensive coordinator when I was there. Uh, The guy knew his stuff, super intense. Uh, So I knew a little bit about the Stoops family, and I thought immediately, I thought, well, he's going to be a good recruiter, but I don't know how good of a coach he's going to be. Right. Turns out he's pretty – I mean, the guy's a pretty good football coach. Uh, yeah. Took his lumps early, but Kentucky stuck with him. And I think their thinking was, look, we were at rock bottom. What are we going to do? Fire this guy after three years yeah. when we're already at rock bottom? It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. At some point, you got to stick with the guy and see if he can build this program, what we're asking him to do. If he can't, great, but you can't figure that out in three years. I right. just think Stu, they, Kentucky did a great job. And, again, I can't stand anything Kentucky. <laughs> but I can be honest – and tell you that they did a great job 
with that hire. Does everybody in the Kentucky fan base feel that way? Because talking to guys that I know from Kentucky, it, it doesn't always seem that way when I think that's nuts. Kentucky fans are notoriously dumb uh, at times. <laughs> uh, you know, not everybody, but, you know, there's there's loud portions of every fan base that are just yeah. literally stupid. Like, n- no sugarcoating it. They're just Absolutely. Dumb. And – I feel like any fan who is unhappy with Stoops and is like, oh, he's peaked. We we need to move on from him. Anyone saying that has no idea what we came from. They, they have right. to be a new fan. Because like I said, I grew up, you know, 2012. I watched us lose to Vanderbilt by 40 at home on senior night. 40 at home to Vandy on senior night in 2012. I watched the whole game start to finish. So like I grew up watching our teams and I'd hype myself in the up in the preseason. I'm like, "Oh yeah, JoJo Kemp's going <laughs> to win the Heisman and then we win two games." And it's like, right. You know, so at, like people are mad about this year. Oh, we went 7 and 6. That's so disappointing. I'm over here like, "Yeah, we didn't live up to expectations, but like I'm fine with this. Like I'm not upset about it." Right. I felt like we were three plays away from being an 11-win team, you know. We were we were in it. Uh, in a lot of these games we lost, you know, we, we gave Georgia a fright, you know what I mean? So I'm cool with that. That'd be like, that'd be like if Vanderbilt were to fire Clark Lee because this year he didn't make a bowl game and it's like, it's Vanderbilt. So the fact that we're even in this situation to where we can be saying that we're underperforming is a really good indication of how far we've come. So I don't know anyone, any Kentucky fan saying get rid of Stoops, like, needs to reevaluate the situation needs to go look at the history of Kentucky football and see that even going seven and six is impressive when you regard our history. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the good things, or I shouldn't say good things, but one of the things about of what Kentucky has done is they've moved in a, a progression to where they're in the conversation. I'm not talking about in the conversation for national titles. That's not what I mean. But you don't think Kentucky and automatically think victory. You're not just marking that off as a victory. You can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and the same thing with Louisville got to be in that same place. Satterfield, I mean, they still won uh, a good amount. They won eight football games this year. So they were still a decent football team. They've gotten to that point to where, and both programs, they're not just an easy victory. Because for years, heck, I remember going to Louisville games where my dad was a high school coach, they would hand out the the tickets to him, begging us to come. Heck, we almost got to go in the locker room. That's <laughs> how much they were wanting kids to come. I remember being eight years old on the field during warm-ups, just uh, walking around on the field. Right. That's how bad they wanted people to come. So I feel your pain when people talk about that. I'm like, look, as long as we're playing well and we're in the conversation, yeah, do I want to win every game? 100%. Absolutely, I do. But at the same time, look, man, just having a good football team is something that yeah. I'm I'm not I'm used to it now, but it's not the norm for sure. So right. Moving right. on to oh, go ahead, go ahead, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, you, no, I, I was just saying right. <laughs> gotcha. So now the, the next thing is is Cal. I I'm one of those guys that don't think that he's a great X's and O's coach. I have no problem saying that. I think he's a great recruiter. Um, X's and O's are part of it, but recruiting in college basketball, to me, is 65 to 70% of it. You got to get the guys there. If you can't get the guys there, I don't care if you're the greatest X's and O's guys on earth. It doesn't matter. So 
having said that, I know and I've heard the sentiment people are wanting to get rid of Kyle. Personally, I think that would be a mistake. As a Louisville fan, get him out of there because we can't beat him. Fine. <laughs> if you want him out, get him out. But my whole thing is, if you get him out, who are you going to bring in that's better than him? If, if, you, if you really think that he's not cutting the mustard and getting the job done, who do you think that you can bring in that's going to be better than this guy? To me, it's just ludicrous. Right. Well, and I think, again, Kentucky fans are extremely reactive. They're very, oh, we're struggling, so fire him. Like, we should be winning national championships every year. I don't know where that idea comes from, because in 100 years of existing as a university, we have eight national championships, which is still second most in the country, but it's not like it's common to win two championships per decade. That's exactly. not, nobody does that. Nobody. Literally, nobody has ever done that. So... Like, again, it's all a matter of perspective and just using your brain, which a lot of fans are just not capable. They're just – they're reactive. They are emotional. And I have never even uttered the words fire cow because I think that that is, like you said, ludicrous. I And when it comes to the X's and O's thing, I do disagree to a certain regard because I think get, getting the talent there is one thing, but I think it does take a good coach and a good scheme in some regard to – get all those AAU five-star guys who are used to chucking up 30 shots a game to get them to buy in and play their role and accept a very limited role. Um, I think that does take a good coach to get the, put, to put all that talent on out on the court and get them to play together. We've seen, uh, I mean, Penny Hardaway has, I mean, how many great recruiting classes has he pulled in in his time there? And he has one tournament win in his entire tenure at Memphis. So it's like, I feel like that's where a good coach and a bad coach are you know, set apart is that Cal. And I mean, even this year, I mean, you see the turnaround we've had, I think a lot of that has to do with his coaching ability, um, getting like getting these guys, figuring out the lineups and all that. Now, is he perfect? No. Is he the greatest X's and O's coach? No, obviously not. <laughs> but right. I, I, you know, I think to win as many games as he has, I mean, we, we look back to his UMass days. I mean, he didn't have six NBA players on his UMass teams. And he still made, nope. I think he made the national championship. I don't think he won it. Oh, well, obviously he didn't win it at UMass. He only has one ring, but like he, he has had great teams in the past without the NBA talent. So, um, yeah, but overall, uh, getting rid of Cal is uh, like, just not on the cards for me. Um, but I have a, I have a prediction. Like I, I kind of just feel this in my gut because uh -huh. we've been miss, we've been missing out on some 2024 recruits that we, sh we had locked in. Like Ian Jackson was a Kentucky lock for years and he just randomly went to North Carolina. And like, there's some guys who are apparently not really considering us anymore. My prediction is he's going to take, cause we have a crazy recruiting class in 2023. My prediction is he's going to finish this year. He's going to coach next year with that insane 2023 class. And then whatever happens next year, it, it, that's it. I have a, I have a, creeping suspend suspicion that he's done after next year like he's just gonna quit like retire or resign or go somewhere else i don't know gotcha i, I mean i heard the talk um and, and i've heard that rumor a lot i don't know if that's necessarily a rumor i've, I've just heard that that mm -hmm. you know what he's loading up for one last run and he's gonna be done um right. i also heard and yeah i live here in dallas i heard the nonsense of him coming to texas i'm like he is yeah, that not was dumb. taking the Texas job. That was dumb. Like, why would he do – like, that's about as – I mean, that's not even a lateral move. That's taking no. a step back. Like, yes. you're, you're taking a huge step back. And you, you want to talk about, oh, complaining about a, we're a basketball school. And exactly. Go to a football school. Yeah, come exactly. On, yeah, that, and the difference there is literally in just the arena. Basketball at, at Kentucky, they have 22,000 people that go to Rupp Arena. 
right. and, and they just built a brand new arena in Austin for UT. It's ten thousand people, right. and their it's football not, stadium holds over a hundred. So not even comparable. Yeah, he, he's not gonna do that. I mean, it, it, that just doesn't make any sense. I, I just thought that was crazy. So I mean, and as far as the future goes. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I really think that he's kind of loading up. And another thing is, I think he's probably kind of done with it all. The landscape yeah. is changing. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of these coaches that have been in it for a while get out. Uh, we saw Roy Williams get out. Uh, Cal could be next. I just think a lot Bayheim's of these. Bayheim is definitely next. He's yeah, got to be next. done. Um, I just think a lot of these guys are going to get out because they see the landscape changing and either they don't want to change with it or they don't like it. And they're just, you know what? I've coached, I've made my money and I'm done. So, um, so moving forward and, and just kind of wrapping this thing up, man, um, Kentucky this year, tell me what you think as far as what you see, um, them moving forward with the tournament. They've gotten better the last couple of weeks. Um, I think, they're one of the top two or three teams in the SEC still. I know they lost some games early. Uh, they got to shoot the ball better. But tell me what you think and, and how they figure. This 12-seed nonsense that I keep seeing on Bracketology, I'm like, what the hell is that? A 12-seed? Well, I mean, Come on, man. Two, two weeks ago, you had people saying we weren't going to make the tournament. So, yeah. I mean – and I mean, I was I was worried. I'm not gonna lie. When we lost to South Carolina, that that's one of the worst losses of the season that anyone has had. Like South Carolina is straight up garbage. Uh, and, excuse me, Louisville. That's all I'm gonna say. But continue, continue. Yeah, but Louisville, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Louisville. Louisville's a different story right now. They're they're barely a JUCO team right there now. There you but, go. But uh, <laughs> no offense, but um, yeah, no. I, that, after that loss, I was like, oh man, because we got blown out by Alabama and then the next yeah. game we we go in there and we lose to South Carolina and I'm like yeah I just don't think this team has it and then next game we we're walking into top five Tennessee who Tennessee was is still the number one defense in the country they are the yeah. best defensive team in the country and we have been horrible offensively we can't score so I'm like oh we're gonna get destroyed right we go in there and without our starting point guard and win and so that was like, okay, was that a fluke? And then we spent the last three games proving it wasn't a fluke. And we've played very well. We figured out our starting lineup um, before, you know, we, there's the whole, I'm sure you know of Kentucky fans uh, complaining about Severe Wheeler, our point guard. Yes. He finally got benched. I, I was not really strongly opinionated. I didn't think it was really his fault, but uh, he got benched and, we, we figured out what our starting lineup is and our two shooters Reeves and Frederick have started hitting shots and that right there like figuring out the point guard situation our shooters are finally scoring and we're scheming them open like our offensive scheme has gotten better we're flowing better offensively we're defending better Oscar's playing like himself Jacob Toppin's playing better so I'm very happy with the turnaround we got Kansas tomorrow and uh, that's a big one and they're on a three-game losing streak so you know we'll, we'll see how that goes if we beat Kansas I think we're in the clear to make the tournament even if we I mean we could lose out and I feel like we could still probably make the tournament if we if we pull out this Kansas win right. um but yeah I mean if we beat Kansas I'm confident we can you know have a really good rest of our season and and make it into the tourney with 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 some confidence I got you I got you I mean you talk about a bowl or a basketball game whatever you want to call it tomorrow that is literally my worst nightmare I told you I went to Kansas State so I played football at Kansas State and I'm a diehard Louisville fan and <laughs> I mean, Kansas versus Kentucky is just – I'll probably watch it, but I'll be throwing up the entire time. So, I appreciate yeah, you, you joining the, the 
the the podcast and coming on the show and talking to us today, man. I will definitely have you back on again, probably closer Absolutely. to tournament time and see where Kentucky is. Talk about how bad Louisville still is and how we can get this thing <laughs> turned around. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me anytime. Mm-hmm.